Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Faith. As an energy healer, psychology, and human behavior specialist, trainer, mentor, writer, speaker, and lifelong student of self-development myself, I am here to support you to manifest your wildest dreams. We make it fun, easy, and predictable on the show with inspiration, motivation, and transformational principles for lifelong change. You can consider me your spiritual guide in your pocket, leading you towards your highest purpose and trusting yourself you are on the right path. I share real conversations with the visionary women who are top leaders in their fields after they themselves pivoted and stepped into their higher purpose in life. This show is for the woman who wants it all and more and is ready to step into her infinite power and potential from within. Are you ready? Let's begin. This week, I am honored to welcome Jennifer Clerken to the podcast. She helps her clients align to their highest selves. She is also known as multidimensional Jen, and she is a transformational specialist, which means she's able to help you raise your consciousness so you can reach your greatest potential for optimal results in your business and personal well-being. Her journey started with her own transformational experience, and I'm just so honored to raise your vibration today and introduce you to my dear friend, multidimensional Jen. I am so happy to welcome you, Jen, to the podcast, also known as Multidimensional Jen. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm so excited to be here, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank goodness for 2020 and the past year, I feel like where Clubhouse has uh, brought us together and how our journeys collided. So I love everything that you say you speak my language and I can't wait for the messages to come out today. So I have a deep dive question at first. When did you first access your unique ability to just your unique gifts? And when did you really access your unique gifts and realize I have to share this message and this gift with the world? So I was always gifted as a kid. And then in my teenage years, I had a lot of synchronicities and a lot of uh, repeating for friends and stuff. And in the 80s, it wasn't really cool to do. (laughs) Like your friends really didn't like it that much. So um, I kind of put that on the back burner because it wasn't really well received. Uh, Then my husband had a tragic accident, which thank goodness he's here with us, but he had gotten hit by a bus seven years ago. And we started doing a lot of natural healing modalities. I hired a natural Pilates intuitive. I hired uh, a cupping person. I had acupuncture person doing everything. I I can't even think I had a Reiki Reiki person. We were doing so much stuff. And 
He was doing it for pain management. I was doing it for stress management. And I started to, my, you know, my third eye started to open up again. And I started to see people in color again and see, you know, see the color from, so I see people as far as their blockages, as far as like what they're struggling with in their chakras. And uh, I could see auric colors as well. But my concentration is also what the, per- like always what the person is, con- you know, like struggling with. Like if I look at them, I'm like, okay, they're, they're coming off very yellow in their stomach to me. So I know they're struggling with like personal power and willpower, or if they look very red to me, but it's, de- it's designated in the lower area. Mm-hmm. I know that they've had like traumas in their life and, you know, safety, stability, grounding, they've struggled with that. So I started that became more and more as I opened up and I worked with this. I really, I really owe it to the Reiki person I was going to and the Pilates coach I was going to my Pilates coach, just, uh, she was super intuitive and just a really overall incredible person. She just really opened up my gifts again. And it just was oh, not only a beautiful workout session, but just an incredible healing for me. It just opened me back up and here, and here I am. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm so happy that you found uh, those healing modalities for your husband, despite having a very tragic accident and that he's here with us today, but it's interesting how through our pain and our own self-development journeys is when I feel like we uncover that aha, that gift that we have that we know we need to share it with the world. And you brought up the color so that you can read aura colors. So if you can read my color, what would it be? So for your aura color, you are like that white divine color. So it looks like very like white, but you have like, like the rim is like very, very lavender to me going into white. So it's healing connection, source consciousness, like being very connected to God, source, spirit, universe, whatever you would call it. So it's like, a, it's a healer color. That's like, you, you know that you're a healer, you know, you work with people and you help people. So that's, that's your. so amazing. Thank you for just reading my color. I really appreciate that. And in meeting you, I realized, oh my gosh, I've had this gift as well, but I always could see it in physical spaces, right? I mean, it's definitely a gift I need to refine, but then you made me realize that I could actually access it without being in the presence of someone, which you showed, which I could see happening in Clubhouse. So it's one of those, anything that we have an innate ability, it's just a skill that we need to refine. And you said that you were kind of accessing your third um, eye chakra. So what were some of those things that you did to refine and access more into your third eye? Well, I had started. So when I was working with the Pilates teacher, we had started doing a lot of sound. Mm. Um, I had been going into, so from my husband's accident within those next two years, I had started showing like autoimmune symptoms, but they could not figure out what was going on with me. So my Pilates coach was like, you have adrenal fatigue. I can see it. Like, I know you have adrenal fatigue. So she started treating me with like nettle tea and a a bunch of other stuff. But the nettle tea was like pretty life-changing for me. The nettle leaf is great for your adrenal glands. So she, I was shaking, like we would be working out and I would try to do hundreds, which are like, you kind of move your arms up and down. 
and I would like be physically shaking. Like it was like, almost looked like I was like going into like a fit or something. And it was pretty like nervous, you know, like unnerving because you're like, what's happening to it? If it wasn't like working with a regular bodies teacher because she was so gifted, um, it just started coming to me. Like the lucid dream started coming back. I started, like I said, seeing colors in people. I was very honed into people's energy again, where I could feel, you know, we all, listen, we all feel energy. Cause right. When you're with someone and you're in a situation and you don't say anything, but you know, the situation is uncomfortable because you could cut the air with a knife. Right. Um, so we all feel energy, but I could feel it to the fact of if it is zoned into me, you know, like, okay, this person knows like, you know, what they're feeling towards me and this isn't a good feeling. So I don't want to be around it. And listen, everybody that goes through something, the mirror is on them. It's never on you. So I, it, I never took it personally, but listen, we're not for everybody, right? <laughs> so I'm not for everybody. You know, some people love me, some people throw and that's okay. Uh, I respect it. I respect it either way. Started becoming very honed into that, like people's energy and the people I felt and also the people that felt good to me and that I wanted to be around and that felt really warm and fuzzy to me. And I was like, oh, these are my people um, and people that were not doing any of my, my friends were not doing this. Just people that I could see their pure energy, their pure light and what, uh, what, how good they were, how good their hearts were. So that started to come to me and it's a blessing. And then sometimes it doesn't, I don't want to call it a curse because I don't believe in curses, but it's a blessing, but sometimes not a blessing because these are your people. And some, then you start to see, you know, that some are still resonating with you as you grow and some are not. So, well, yeah, part of that journey of realizing and trusting ourselves when we start to refine and understand good, not good and bad, but just that energy that really aligns with ourselves and the energy that doesn't align with ourselves, we have to start saying no to things that maybe we feel loyal or obligated to because that's what, you know, good friends are, or that's what a loyal person does. But at the end of the day, it's all about energy and really just choosing ourselves over other people's needs too. And that trust factor is so important. I feel like trusting yourself. It's so I have, I'm very blessed to have a lot of friends from very young. You know, most of my friends are, I have new friends here because I live in a different state now, which are fantastic. And I'm so lucky to have them. And uh, my friends from New York are really old friends. So I was very lucky to have that core group and they have been really supportive of me transitioning from own, you know, I owned a clothing website before I did this. So like transitioning from being this like, you know, fashionista kind of person and going into something like this, the ones that know me from a kid knew that I kind of was always like that, you know, like intuitive person, but uh, they have been really terrific and they have all have great energy, but yeah, there was definitely others that were uh, at one time, I think in my corner doing something else and weren't uh, after I started doing it, but I, I'm okay with that. And, you know, I always wish people well, and my husband and I decided two years to move to a different state. And it was a blessing in disguise because it happened five months before COVID. Mm. And I have, even with this practice, I come from anxiety. I do come from a place of solar plexus and anxiety. So it has not been anywhere as bad as say it was, seven years ago, you know, when I started practicing stuff, 
but I still have it. So I know if I, we, we lived in a place where COVID was very prominent, prominent, and that's where I grew up. So I know my, my husband and I joke that we probably wouldn't have let him in the house. Like <laughs> if I was like living in New York and he was working, he's like, you probably wouldn't have let me live with you during COVID. But uh, I was definitely, I definitely felt like it was very, there was a lot of synchronicity and me moving to South Carolina and being in a place where it, there definitely was no fear behind COVID in a good way. Like it was told to us what to do and your distance and wear your mask, but they're absolutely zero fear put forth here. So I was like, this happened for a reason. Like we were meant to be here because I would have been like a different person. And my husband agrees, you know, I would have been a different person if I was living somewhere else. So these past two years coming here and the past year and something since COVID, I really was able to flourish and not be in that vibration of anxiety, you know, vibration of anxiety and excitement. They ride along the same vibration. So sometimes it's confusing what to feel. And because I'm here and I am new here and I only have a few good friends here and that's really all you need. Right. I mean, that's the truth, but I am alone more. So now I'm able to establish what's it's my energy and what someone else's. So I was able to be in that excitement of being able to work because I'm able to work through Zoom and still help people and heal people during a really rough time. So I was able to be in that excitement instead of being on the anxiety part of it. So it was, it was really, I feel very blessed to be where I am and to be, you know, with, you know, with the people I'm with and it was all meant to happen. So I feel like God, you know, so my source, I always call God. So I feel like God, put God put me here for a reason. And I was able to help people through this time. And people were able to help me because I was in a better place because in New York, I would have not been in the place I needed to be during this time. Thank I think I would have not been very useful to people. <laughs> Thank you for sharing the vulnerability. And I just do believe in all synchronicities and divine timing that you were called to move exactly when you were right. So that you totally. could flourish through these times, because even though we're seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel from COVID-19 era, right? There's still so much uncertainty and people are still need even more help than before and during, I feel like. So- Well, I, I, think, I think more now because I feel like we were, you know, like again, my state was not. So I'm coming from a different place. I'm coming from a place of more empathy than- you know, relating to because my state was definitely different. But my friends that are, I have a lot of clients in California and in and in New York. So coming from a place of empathy for them, they were on full lockdown. They were in that place. And I definitely agree with you that people need help now because now they're getting back into the world and they're feeling maybe people that never ever had anxiety before, but now they have it because they're like, can I walk around without a mask? Can I can I do this and feel safe? Can I go to this place and feel safe? So I'm definitely completely empathetic and understanding of that, even though it wasn't something in my experience with COVID. There's so many things I want to talk to you about anxiety being really one of them, because I've been very open and vulnerable with my own experiences of a lifetime of anxiety. But 
even through, I feel like these past two years, like is when I've actually, I wouldn't say hundred percent eliminated anxiety because it's a normal human emotion, but been able to manage it so much more powerfully. And you would think, you know, you would think the opposite, but then there's people that have never experienced anxiety and are now experiencing it at an all time high. So I put a lot of emphasis and I know that we must talk about anxiety to be able to move through it because really, like you said, it's just that energy and anxiety and excitement you said is, um, does it, they ride on the same frequency. They ride on the same vibration, They ride on the same frequency. So if someone is anxious, how can we guide to excitement? Because even myself, I've learned to just say, I'm excited for something I might be quote in the past nervous about. It's just, oh my gosh, I'm excited. And even labeling it. But doesn't it feel very similar in your stomach and in your like extremity? Yeah. But in my mind, I feel so much more at ease and at peace moving into that interview or that situation that I might've been like, just having, I think that I feel like I thought it was a lower vibrational state, but it's actually the same. Yeah. Pause you down. Yeah, for for excitement and anxiety, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same frequency. But they anxiety. So we have chakras, and our we have you know meridians and a bunch of chakras. But we have seven main ones in our body. So the lowest one is our root, and that's where we hold like our anger, our ego. You know, there's a, a bunch of stuff down there: safety, stability, everything. But like as far as trauma and ego, it sits down there. So that's, you know, we always get in our ego when we want to uh, be very responsive to someone and, and, you know, like have to have a rebuttal when someone says something instead of like getting into the heart and saying, okay, like, does this serve me? So that's a lower, you know, like a lower vibration. Then we get to our sacral and our sacral holds fear. You know, that's our sexuality reproductive area. And we have fear down there. So then we get to our solar plexus, which is our personal power. So here's our personal power. And where does that come from? Excitement, right? Willpower, excitement. Like if we're doing a, doing a diet or an exercise regimen and we're doing really good, we're like super stoked about it. But that area also holds our anxiety. So it's both in our solar plexus. So those are the three lower chakras that we deal with. And we, you know, for a long time in 3D consciousness, which was, fear before faith, we stayed in that we stayed in those. And we kept on trying to work through it. And instead of seeing like, you know what, if we come up to the heart where we have no duality, there's no duality in our heart. There's no, yes. It's, it's simply, you close your eyes, you're in your heart and you're like, this is the answer, whatever it is, whether it be yes or no, like I want to do something or I don't want to do something. There's no duality. Every other chakra has duality. in. so we never want to live below our heart. So we want to work on our trauma. So I work with clients, with clients, I do transformational healing. So we go into traumas that they need to get through or memories. Sometimes they're traumas, sometimes they're memories that we need to clear because they have now brought those memories into adulthood. They're having a struggle and they're like, why am I feeling like this? And then we get into, and the three memories always align. So the three, I only do three a day because they are traumatic in the fact of even if they're just memories to bring them up. There's a lot of tears and a lot of emotion. So I do, I usually book clients out for like four weeks so we can do three each session. And when we get into those, we realize, yeah, okay. Now I understand why I'm feeling 
this anxiety towards getting a new job because I was rejected this time in my life and then this time in my life and then this time. So that rejection is the same vibration of, oh, what if I don't get this new job, right? So it lays in fear. So that would lay in our sacral. So we have to bring it up to the heart. We have to say like, okay, is this serving you anymore? No, it's not sir. Now, okay, you're 35 years old now. Like is, is that feeling from when you were 17 still serving you because you're holding it in your subconscious and our, you know, our brains are beautiful because they fragment our memories. Meaning when they go in our subconscious, they fragment like a puzzle so that we don't have to hold on. But once in a while, that little piece of fragmented puzzle comes forward into our conscious and this new thing that's happening, that little fragmented memory from when we were 17 and felt the same vibration comes forward. And then we're like super anxious or super fearful. And I've been there. I've done it. I'm good at helping people because I come from a place of that. I come from a place of living in my lower chakras, living in that area of not, you know, not knowing that there was more for me there, that there was more, more, if I just raised it to my heart, if I just came from my heart and said, is this feeling of anxiety? Is this feeling of pain really serving me right now? And is it really here with me? Or is this what I was feeling when I was 17? Now I'm just bringing it forward to this age. You know, am I bringing it forward? Is this feeling of today really as serious as it was? Because maybe the 17 year old feeling was really serious and really traumatic, but just that little piece came forward and now we're relating it to what's happening now, you know, and we are the masters of our reality. So we create everything in our life. You know, it's our movie, you know, like we're watching, it's like, we watch the movie and what, what are we projecting onto it? Right. Cause it's like our movie. So like, if we want certain people in it, if we don't want certain people, like if you want to have certain friends, you keep them. If you don't want to have certain friends, you keep them. If you want certain people in your life, you keep them. It's your movie, but are you like letting it happen? And are, are you, you directing letting... the movie? Right. Or are you just, yeah. a, are you just a, an actor in the movie? It's like, you have to become the outside observer and realize you write your screenplay you tell, you know, yeah. you're directing. I love that you get it. Yes, yourself. I love it. You're directing the body, right? I feel like that's how we can really connect with the soul is when the soul becomes the director of the body. And usually I feel like you're bringing up the 17-year-old self. I mean, usually it's even the three and four and five-year-old self that yeah. we we just don't even remember. And then when you become more conscious, like, oh my gosh, this probably did come from somewhere in my childhood. And it doesn't have to be super traumatic, right? It can just be like rejection on a date or by a teacher or by um, a parent or someone. You do a project and a teacher tells you the project's not good. And now that's like, that's like kind of been the movie that's been your playing out movie for the rest of your life. But yeah, it's our movie. You are the director and you decide how much something's going to affect. Like is, is that scene, we always tend to interject ourselves into the movie instead of just being that divine neutral person. That's like, you know what? Let me let this play out. Like, I know I'm going to be okay. I know it's going to be fine. Let me just let this play out. But we always feel like we need to, we need to interject. We need to get involved. And that's where everything goes haywire. You know, because because then we've like turned everything upside down where it just probably would have played itself out in a few hours. You would have felt better. But we like add stuff and add stuff and add other emotions and add other things. And then it becomes this big to do. We all have done it. You know, we're all guilty of it. I've done it many times in my life. 
I just don't choose to do it anymore. You know, I try, I, I have a feeling and I get the feeling out. Exactly. I think that's what stops most people too. And so I want to bring up the fact of transition and change because you said that you had done that in your own career, that you came from fashion, right? You had a clothing line and now I had, a clothing, I had a clothing line, then I had a clothing website and then I started doing this. So what was that big, besides your, your husband and finding the different tools, was there any resistance towards that transition to doing this transformational work with your clients now? Because so, so many people are going through change and transition. And I feel like that's where anxiety plays in. A hundred percent. And especially with being an entrepreneur, you know, a lot of people get scared and that's who I serve primarily as entrepreneurs. There's a lot of unknowns in it. So how do you find that trust within oneself? So to me, what I did was I always, my, you know, like I always had like my own jewelry, like in the clothing website, we always had our own jewelry. So I had a partner at the time that was doing jewelry with me. So she was very into the healing stone. So I started reading more and learning more about it. And that's, that's what my transition looked like when I stopped doing the clothing on my husband and I sat down and we were like, all right, we just can't financially do this anymore. If you're not going to be able to work. So he's in, he's in chronic pain. So he can't, he's not able to work. So we, we, I was like looking at the jewelry and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to really dive deep into this, like, and learn about the chakras and learn about the jewelry and what, you know, what energetic effect it has on. So that's how I started. I started reading people's chakras and I started learning about the jewelry. So I would do these jewelry trunk shows and I would read people as they came. So I started off small and the jewelry was not expensive. My jewelry was as expensive as doing a session. So I was, you know, like transitioned into the financial part of it right away. Um, but it was a comfortable transition because I was still kind of having that piece to give someone like as if I was doing the website. And then I just kind of my gift kept on growing and growing. And then I started taking classes and getting a mentor and just realizing there was more for me. So I always have the jewelry because I'm very connected to it and I love it. And it's to me, when you need protection, like you're putting a piece of tiger's eye on to me, to, you know, tiger's eye was, you know, back in ancient Egypt, you know, it was part of their crowns. They wore it with, you know, turquoise and lapis and, and it's just a very royal stone and a very protective stone. So I would always, if someone's like, Either I'm struggling with my solar plexus or sacral, or I just feel like I need very strong protection. I'm going to give them a piece of, you know, I'm going to give them a piece of tiger's eye. If they're struggling with their communication and they're just uh, going through a lot of throat issues, I'm going to be like lapis. That's it. Lapis or sodalite. Those are the two stones for it. If you want your like innate connection, your third eye, I'm going to tell you, get a piece of amethyst. It's amazing. You know, if you want to do your connection to God, I'm going to tell you, you get spirit courts, you know, it's a great divine connection. So I feel like it's just, and then if you want that negativity against the negativity, I'm going to say, go get a piece of obsidian or tourmaline and carry that around because that's a great, you know, that's a, a great one for honing energy and holding on to it. Um, but it's also a very spongy stone, meaning like it needs to be cleansed a lot because it will hold on to a lot of energy. And I always had a, um, I don't know what word I would use for it, but I never really took to moonstone. I had a piece of moonstone and I wore it and I had 
I've been around an altercation while wearing it and I went to wear it to work a few days later when I had done a show and I felt very heavy and I couldn't understand why. And I was like, you know what? I never cleansed this necklace from that altercation the last time. So I went in the bathroom and I rinsed water because you have to do running water. I don't like to put water on my stones, to be honest, but I was like, you know, I have no no choice because this feels very heavy. And within 20 minutes, I felt fine. So I went, I have a very, there's a very special crystal shop in Charleston called Wild Alabaster. And it looks like the Gucci of crystal shops. It doesn't look like an ordinary crystal shop, very high-end, very beautiful. And I I shop there often. So I went in and I was like, you know, I want two pieces for my living room. I have a lot in my living room as far as crystals, but I was like, I want two pieces for my fireplace. And I said, just don't show me Moonstone because I just don't like Moonstone. I I just like me and Moonstone just don't mix. You know, I go pick up these pieces, these chunks, and I'm like, this is it here. Cause they, they looked similar. And I was like, I'm going to put one on each side. And she starts hysterical laughing. And I'm like, what? She's like, it's tourmaline and Moonstone. (laughs) So it was chunks of tourmaline and Moonstone. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this as my higher self you know, and our higher selves are our non-duality self. This is our higher self that has, it's our soul self. So we have no duality. They show us the right way. I was like, I am taking this as my higher self has chosen these for me to get over this fear of Moonstone that it's going to, because like I said, the last time I wore it, there was a lot of angst and trauma in it. And it really held me down the last time I wore it. So I took the two pieces home and they're beautiful in my living room and my living room feels very Zen and, and I got over my fear of Moonstone. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that because a lot of the time that's a perfect example about how our ego gets in the way. I feel like of really what we truly need because whatever we resist persists and just having the ability to be like free roam, what do I want to choose, right? And not even get out of the head and just go into the feeling what feels good. And that stone felt good. So obviously, you still needed it. And I feel like that's how patterns show up in our life too. They'll keep repeating, you'll keep resisting the thing you need most until you let go and surrender and ask like your higher self led you there, I feel like. Yeah. A hundred percent. Listen, I've done a lot of uh, higher self work and, you know, really learning to trust, you know, through using my pendulum, using my intuition, you, you know, uh, that's why I love selling the pendulums because I feel like it's really a good modality to have in your hand. So you can actually see it, you know, not, and I don't believe in the seeings, the believing to a fact, cause I feel like you, when you know, you know, you don't need to see it, but I know that it is, I do know to the fact that it is comforting to ask a question and to be able to see it, to see the answer in front of you. So I am always very connected to that pendulum, you know, and I think the pendulum gets a bad rap because, uh, you know, some people think it's like, more of a dark magic kind of thing. Like they, you know, sometimes it gets compared to like a Ouija or something like that. Meanwhile, it was, uh, explorers used to use it to find water. So that was the original origin behind it. So there is no like evil origin behind it. So, uh, I try to take uh, the bad rap out of pendulums and show people that it's just, you know, we use it for a higher self and our higher good. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing about how imperative and how important 
pendulums are and that they can be demystified, right? You said that sometimes they have like negative connotations, but your pendulums specifically have helped me understand which voice to listen to in my head, because sometimes we have so many different voices and should I be doing this or that? And just by asking the pendulum, it confirms and knows it's built a stronger trust within myself. So is this a way to kind of connect to the higher self or what are some other ways to do that? I always feel like, so I don't ask ever for my spirit team to come down as far as my pendulum. So I'm not asking for my grandmother or my grandfather, like any of them to come in when I'm using that. I am always asking for my higher self. So I just, you know, I feel like I just want, I want that mechanism for me is like to work with my higher self and my non-duality, my soul self. So that's all I use it for. And when I do speak to people about it, if I'm on one of my social media outlets and I post it, I always tell them you're connecting to your higher self because that's who you want to. You, it's your soul self, you know, your, your ancestors are going to guide you in different ways. They're going to, you know, come through your dreams and come, you know, come give you messages for other things. But for me, like the pendulum is your higher self coming through your soul self, your non-duality self, just telling you, I'm not in fear. This is your high, you know, your future self and your higher self, and there's no fear in them. So they're coming to you and saying, this is what's going to happen. It's always served me every time. It's always served me right. So I love it. And I use it often when I have a big question that I know that my human self is getting into fear about. I'll go to my pendulum and speak to my higher self. It's that extra level of confirmation, I feel like, because it's a concrete way of really understanding and being living truly fully aligned. And I know that you sell pendulums because I have one of yours and necklaces how can our listeners get one from purchase one from you? You want to share? Yeah, that? they can. They can just yeah, they can just direct message me on IG on my IG, which is multidimensional Jen, and I have a beacon link on there to book with me for my website, which is also multidimensionalgen.com. Amazing! You are such a beautiful soul. You have so much power within you, and to heal the collective. I just love the heart centered, the heart centeredness that you radiate and doing so much good work in the world. Thank you for connecting with me and being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Carrie. I adore you. Thank you for having me. So much appreciation. Thank you. Mantras for manifesting. If you know anything about me, you know, I love the concept of manifestation That's why I've created a guide for you called Mantras for Manifesting. What are mantras and why are they so important? Mantras are a collection of words that have energy to help you create a new reality. And why is it so important? Because words have energy and it depends on the right syntax or order that you put them in that's either going to help you amplify your dreams and your visions or detract you from creating the best life possible, your vision and your dream and making it reality. I would love to extend this gift to you. Click the link in my show notes where it says free gifts, mantras for manifesting, and you will also receive 
the five steps to manifesting flow so you can be in a state of peace, ease, grace, and flow every day of the week when you put this into practice. I cannot wait to hear the success stories coming through when you put your mantras into a movement behind your passion. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.